raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. And running. It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Let's switch gears and talk a little professional football, shall we? The Carolina Panthers, while they're off to a bad start, we're trying to figure out how to fix it here in Carolina. And I think a guest that's going to help us out on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, he might be that guy to help us out here. Jeff Saturday. How about ESPN NFL analyst? One of the best centers of all time. You can find him on Twitter at Saturday Jeff. Jeff, we really appreciate you hopping on, man. How are you? Doing great. How you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing well, Jeff. Really appreciate the time. And the reason I wanted to have you on is because I was listening to the Dominique Foxworth podcast. You can catch it anywhere you get your pods. And I thought the offensive line and, and position coach conversation you guys were having was interesting. And Foxworth was discussing how one of the only times in his career he had a specific cornerback coach. It's actually among the best years he ever had in the NFL. And then you discussed how technique teaching that to an offensive line actually helps them fine tune their skills even more so than installing a game plan, watching a ton of film. And we're having some offensive line problems here in Carolina, Jeff. Is that the most important thing to do right now, just to make sure that the starting offensive line members understand technique in order for this to fix itself going forward? Yeah, I think, listen, you, 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 whenever you install, you know, new schemes. So, you know, Frank obviously is new to Carolina. And so, um, you know, they're going to install it their way of, of, of blocking schemes. Um, that changes in the NFL, right? I mean, you have certain guys who want to block it certain different ways. Um, but when you're, when you're talking about how do you come out of uh, or, or, or play better as a unit, I think it always goes back to uh, techniques and fundamentals. And so I, I think that's really what you have to hone in on. Um, the, the O-line coach there, Camp, and I think he's an excellent football coach. I actually had him in Green Bay. But it takes time. And when and here's the other part of that is when you are getting used to a new quarterback, a new system, uh, receivers getting you – everything is just it, – it's a tick slower. It takes time to develop. It takes time to find that rhythm. Um, and this is not like a veteran QB who has had opportunities at, at, you know, at other teams. Now he's coming – this is a guy coming out of college, right? So it's going to take time to figure this thing out. Um, and, and everybody wants to compare rookies, and I get it. And, you know, it's, well, it should have been Stroud, and it's Richardson, and it's, you know, it, and it, that's every year. And I get that's what, what fans like to do. But ultimately, um, it's going to be development of your entire offense, not just one piece or part of it. So they're all going through it with growing pains and, um, you know, they're, they're trying to get better each and every week and they'll find their way to take time. And, and, uh, unfortunately it's been an ugly start and, and whenever you're, whenever you're struggling, it's all going to pile on. But I think patience is a virtue in this situation. Well, Jeff, I th- you were in a similar situation, not identical to what's here in Carolina, but you started a couple games in 99, your rookie year. And then you started every game really after that with the Colts, as long yeah. as you were healthy and Peyton Manning was just a year before you. So when you're talking about a young left tackle, like Icky Aquanu, who's only in a second That's year, right. here's Bryce young, his you know rookie season as a QB and a new coach, how, 
how hard is that even for some of the veteran offensive linemen? I mean, it just seems like there's so many different things and different stages of their career overall and with their specific time here in Carolina. It, how hard is that going to be to fix in the second half of the season after an 0-5 start? Yeah, it is difficult, but I think you going back to, first of all, I think going in expectation-wise, understanding what this year was going to look like for the Panthers, I would hope people would have been reasonable and going, hey, what are our expectations? So as a team, what do we need to improve on? And each group, you know, each individual group, so if it's the O-line, if it's the tight ends, if it's the receivers, the running backs, the quarterback room, all those rooms, have to go in and go, okay, what, what, what are we as a group going to do to get this thing better? And how do we grow on that? And whether it's, you know, as you pare down the offense, hey, in the run game, we got to get to this. And in the passing game, we got to limit this. And, and so figuring that out, like you said, man, these are young players and, and they're talented players. And I think they will continue to get better. Uh, but it, it, it doesn't just happen overnight. And, and when you, I think the other part is when you're watching is, is, when different players at different moments are making mistakes, it looks like the whole thing is bad. <laughs> and you just, you know, there's no, if it's just one position, you can kind of coach your way around it, right? But when it, it's different groups at diff, different moments making errors, uh, that, that, that's when it snowballs on you. And that's really where they are, man. I mean, but the reality is they're going to get back. They're going to keep working. They're going to keep growing. Um, I, I like their staff. I like their team. I, I didn't have expectations they were going to have a great year this year. I thought they may win three or four games. Um, and I think that, that still could possibly happen as, as they progress in the latter portion of the season. But um, it, it, this is not a team that's built to win yet. And, and they got to put the pieces together and they have to mature. And that's just going to be, you know, it's going to take some time. And, and I think ultimately to get there, but it's, um, it's just where they are right now, unfortunately. Jeff Saturday joins us on the Body Works Plus Guest Hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at Saturday Jeff. And Jeff, I got to ask you about Iki Aquano when you talk about those young players. And it seems as though he's taken a step back this season from the progress he was on his rookie year. What have you seen when you watch yeah. him? Well, I think part of it again is is when you're when you're managing a new in a new system, you know, he's trying to figure out, okay, so are my eyes out on the slot or are my eyes kicked back inside? And, and like I, when I talk about being a tick slow, in the NFL, a tick slow means you're giving up a sack or you're giving up pressure, right? So you're, you, you, become, you, you start catching blocks as opposed to, um, you know, being forceful with your hands. It's, you're a little bit hesitant. And I do think part of that is a system, right? As you get in, I mean, two systems in two years, and now you know you're going into this, and you're you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, where where do, where where is the call to? What's the quarterback? You know, how is he progressing? Where am I progressing? And then now you put on top of it, hey, who who do I got to go block? I mean, all of those things are difficult. But but again, I, when and I, and I said this last year, and listen, when I when I started coaching it in Indy. And the, the the offensive line was much maligned. People were putting them on blast. And even as I coached through, people, they, they, this is a, this. I knew that offensive line would be good. I'm watching them a year later, and the progression that they're all taking. They are all taking massive steps forward, right? The young players who started in play. It's going to be the same thing, but it it takes time. As a unit, they got to gel together. They got to trust what the inside guy is going to do. What is it going to be a slide technique? Is it the back? Is it tight end? Who's helping me and why? Um, and it's not, it's not, it's not simplified. It's not super easy. It takes some time. Uh, but again, when you're, when you're playing and you're a, you're a split second late in the NFL, it shows up in droves. 
And I think that's what I'm seeing. This kid's an athletic freak, man. I think he is going to get there. Um, I just think, like I, like I said, that the, the complexity of a new scheme and what they're asking him to do is just going to take time to digest. And then, again, if the quarterback holds it, 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 it makes him look bad. Is it the timing of the quarterback, the receiver? All of those things, but nobody, you know, unless you're cutting tape down and watching it, you know, play by play, nobody really sees that. You know, well, where, where should the ball have come out? Was that a three-step drop? Is he time, What's the timing on the five-step? And so, you know, tackles get blasted, but the reality is that ball may have should have been gone. So he's he, he just going to have to take lumps in the, in the press and understand that's just part of the gig, but keep, keep trying to get better as a player. Jeff, what do you think about, too, having a quarterback the size of Bryce Young? Do you feel like that puts – and obviously as an offensive line, I was an offensive lineman myself, did you feel the pressure, obviously, to protect the quarterback? That's part of your job. But when you have a quarterback Bryce Young size, do you feel like that put even more of a microscope on this line to where it makes them kind of – the confidence can waver or they're a little bit more nervous because they have a smaller quarterback? You know, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I know this. For us in Indy, when I was blocking for Manny, you know, you, your job was in the balance, right? You, you don't protect him. You know, like, like uh, you know, Howard Mudd, our offensive line coach, you said, God rest his soul. He'd be like, hey, man, if he's on his back, you're getting a new job. So um, I don't know that there was any more pressure than that because I understood. I don't care how big that dude was. He better not get touched. I mean, you know, the, 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 the measure of a game was – was his jersey clean when he came off? Was there any grass stain? You know, was there anything that happened to Manning? And that was literally how we, how we, you know, valued our our, our game. And so um, I don't think it's any more pressure based on the size of your QB. I mean, obviously that the height sometimes can be an issue. You know, balls get batted down, but I think that's another issue. That's not protection necessarily. But man, I can tell you, there wasn't any more pressure than I'd ever felt it. I knew my job. I knew my job was directly linked to me protecting 18. Man, that that dude got touched. I wasn't gonna be working long. So <laughs> that's kind of where we drew it as well. Well, and and I feel like a lot of people have gone back to that Peyton Manning rookie season, and they try to compare it to Bryce and say, look, look what happened with Peyton. He became one of the best QBs of all time. It seems like a little bit of a stretch to me, but there is the example of him throwing close to 30 interceptions his rookie season and then turning it all around. I think mentally yeah. there are some. Comp- comparisons to be made physically they're very different Peyton Manning was not anywhere near 510 okay he was a bigger quarterback but when you talk about just their mental makeup do you see some of the similarities there with Bryce Young and Peyton Manning well I, first of all I love Bryce's I love his demeanor in the pocket I mean I, I think he is uh you know he's very calm you know he never feels it never he, it never looks like he's overwhelmed right like when he's playing a game let me just say this too about Peyton like his first year he had Marshall Falk who's in the Hall of Fame is next year they drafted um, Edron James. He had Marvin Harrison. He had Marcus Pollard and, and, and uh, Ken Delger at tight end. You know, he had a good offensive line, you know, a first and second run. He had some pieces in part. So, like, Peyton struggled his first year, but he, he got a lot of HOFs around him, right? Like, 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 so right now it's not just about Bryce Young. I mean, right, right, Thielen's played really good, but when you look at their receiver, they have some work to do. I mean, let, mm-hmm. like, like, we can't act like you're plugging in a kid who – Hey man, you you know he's got all these pieces and parts around him. And again, I'm I'm not here to bash the the, the pan. You know, I, I respect the heck out of everybody playing. But but when people compare Peyton, I, I tell people all the time, like, hey man, he had some really good players around him. Like, like let's not act like I mean, like Tom Moore, the offensive coordinator, Bill Pullen did a good job of saying, okay, here's what he is. 
here's what we need to surround him with. And did it look ugly his first year? Sure. And then the next year got better. And But but people were critical of Peyton for his first six or seven years about winning different games. And But the, there were guys around him. The Panthers, they, they are starting from scratch, right? I mean, like you said, you have you have a second-year left tackle. That was where Peyton was. And and they gave up a ton of sacks. They're for, I mean, a ton. Of, he got hit all the time. And that got better the next year when they hired Howard Mudd. So, there will be there will be different moves and moments for this football team, but it's not just one guy. Like you're going to have to help him. It, it, there ain't anybody who's just going out there doing it by themselves. So let's not just make it about one guy who's going to come in. You know, the savior complex of one guy can do it. Um, you, you know, the guys around you make, make your job a whole lot easier. And the Panthers got some work to do in that category, and they'll get it together. But but don't expect everything the first year. All right, Jeff, before we get you out of here, we know you love the Tar Heels as a Tar Heel football alum. Uh, do you like what you see from them, and do you feel like they're going to be uh, making the trip to Charlotte for the ACC championship game and maybe more? Ooh, I'm liking where we're going. Go. Hey, my man, hey, my man May, is, he's putting it out there. But how about our defense? Our defense is lighting it up right now. We played the, Last week, we played the best I've ever seen us against like a, a mobile QB. We got Miami coming up, and, you know, they'll be all – They'll be all pissed about what happened and, and give up a game to Georgia Tech. So we got our work cut out. But I am very excited. I, I think these guys are playing with some nastiness, um, and I really do. I, I love what Chizik's doing over on that defensive side, and with May and and and, and you know Tez not being able to play. Like there's just a lot of arrows pointing up. Uh, but we hey we're staying humble and hungry. Like we ain't done anything yet. <laughs> we're five and zero. Oh. We we hey, we're, don't, don't try to give us flowers right now. I know everybody's trying to bandwagon give us flowers. They know we don't do well with compliments. We're trying to stay hungry out here. Um, all right, Jeff, I apologize, but I was actually born in Indianapolis. My family is texting me right now saying, look, if you don't get any fun story about Howard Mudd and Tom Moore, just straight up football dudes, like fantastic names. You've referenced them a couple of times during your years with Indianapolis Colts. Can we get a fun Howard Mudd story from you? Because I feel like we've heard a lot, especially my family up in Indianapolis. Is there anyone that you can share with us here on the airwaves in Charlotte? Uh, there's a lot that Howard Mudd said to me that, that, that you cannot hear <laughs> on the air. Uh, but listen, he, he is—he li- was literally. Uh, I, I told him he—he ma- he made my career, man. He challenged me to do things that I didn't even think I could do myself. Uh, and I would—I would tell you this: my, the, 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 the probably the best story I can give you. So I'm going against Chester McLaughlin uh, oh. early in my career. I think it was my my, my rookie or my second year at center and. And uh, he's telling me in the meeting room, he's like, "Hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna fan protect, which means the two guards and tackles are blocking out, and I'm blocking Chester like one on one, all by myself." Like, I said, "Howard, hold up, we're, we're not gonna slide, like we're not gonna help me." He's like, "Nah, you you're gonna block them." And and uh, I'm like, "I don't I don't know about that either." Saturday, just get your ass kicked with dignity, man. Just pick it up and we'll go from there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh, he was he, he told me he was like, "Hey, man." He's gonna get you every now and again, but go get him. And and but that was, you know Howard was an all-decade player, man. He he was a fantastic football player in his own right. He understood the way the game needed to be played. Um, but he and Tom Moore, man, they, these are old school, like mentally tough, give no ground. Um, and I, and I will be honest with you, it made me such so much of a better player. I mean, when he when he expected me to go block guys like that, and I did, it just it bred confidence. Um, that's just unparalleled. And and I think that, to me, that's what coaching is all about, right? The schemes and all that are all great, 
but but Jimmy's and Joe's matter and getting those players to play uh, above where they expect they can play is really where coaches excel. He's a Hall of Famer in my mind, man. Probably the greatest O line coach, if not one of. If he's not the, he is one of the top two or three ever to do it. Uh, and I was fortunate to play for him. No, I love that message. Hey, go out and get your ass kicked every once in a while. Like you were mentioning yeah, that on the podcast. With dignity, baby. Yeah, it, it was a great episode. People, go check it out. The Dominique Foxworth podcast with Jeff Saturday. It was released uh, a couple of days ago. Check it out anywhere you get your pods. That's Jeff Saturday, one of the best centers of all time, on the Body Works Plus guest hotline talking a little Carolina Panthers with us. Jeff, we really appreciate it, man. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Jeff. Too. That was awesome stuff from Jeff Saturday. Yep. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.